Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Trisha Manning on the line. Trisha, how are you? I am great, Michael. Thank you for having me today. Oh, great to have you. And just for for people to know, we actually recorded this before and it sounded like we were in a garbage can together, crumpling paper and aluminum foil. So Trisha was kind enough to come back and, and do this again. So well, hopefully the, the noise demons will, will stay far away during our conversation today. So a while back, you wrote a book and it's about leadership and heart and you know during the time of this recording we're right in the middle of a pandemic and as we were talking about in in the pre-show your book is more timely than ever and the work that you do is more timely than ever so share with the audience you know the work you do and, and and a little bit about the book Yeah, I would love to. And yes, timely. And who knew (laughs) we would be here? So a little bit about me. I uh, came from corporate America. I did did my time, so to speak, right? I had a 25-year corporate career um, going from entry-level position at that company all the way up to the C-suite. And so um, it was unique in that I spent all of that time at one company. and, And I had an opportunity during that time to work for some amazing leaders and not so amazing leaders. I had a lot of leadership lessons, um, you know, stored away and a lot of learnings during that time. And I left the, that corporate um, career due to an unexpected health crisis. I ended up having, um, went for a routine physical, had a, was told um, within the first, you know, a couple hours of, of this, baseline physical that I was at that I had had a hole in my heart and a tumor in my chest. So within 30 days, I was on the operating table. That was a defining moment for me. All my priorities came into uh, clear view and I recovered and went back to work and nothing was the same at that point. And it was really started my journey to to make the decision to leave that corporate career, which which I did love. Um, And and move toward what I love even more, um, which is coaching. And so I had always had a passion for leadership development and had an opportunity to really do that soul searching and um, and go off and start my business and my practice uh, in executive coaching. And that's what I do today. That, you know, that journey also, you know, is, is, is what led me to write my book. And my book is called Lead with Heart and Leave a Legacy. Uh, And it is recounting the leadership lessons over that 25-year career, as well as that transition and redefining success for myself in my new chapter. Well, as a fellow cardiac kid, um, I know, you know, heart situations definitely shifts gears a little bit to say the least and you know, some people say a hard turn or a variety of other descriptors but at the end of the day you know it's a second chance and interesting that when you went back you realized wow this is not for me anymore and 
um, you, you took a bold step to you know, launch out on your own, which is no easy task. I know a lot of people think about it, but it's not an easy thing to do because there's a lot of things that you have to line up. And when you yell at the boss, you're looking in the mirror and you're yelling at your boss. And it's, you know, it's a little bit different situation and those things. But and we alluded to this a little bit too in our, our pre-show conversation uh, was how timely this book is because right now with the world as it is and how work is currently with so many people working remotely and not in a typical office space that they were used to before, we're seeing all kinds of different stories about how people are loving this new environment where others are burning out because they're just overwhelmed because their management, quite frankly, doesn't know how to lead a remote team and they're running into those challenges. And the leaders of organizations that are doing really well are leading with their heart and understanding that this is a dynamic time and it's not business as usual per se, it's, it's different. So let's jump into the book a little bit and how to lead with heart and leaving that legacy, which I will talk about in a bit, but specifically, you know, how can leaders that aren't used to leading from their heart start doing so? Right. Well, yeah. So what's been interesting through this unprecedented time, and I just want to comment on that and what I'm seeing with a lot of my clients and with a lot of organizations that I'm working with, the heart leader, the heart leadership is happening, um, further down in the organization, more with the frontline leaders that, that have, you know, these, these larger teams and they're really just trying to keep them engaged and, and energized and, and calm um, to be able to produce results, you know, as well as just keep, you know, keep the wheels on the bus and this and their own sanity. What, what's been interesting to watch is, the higher levels in the organization, the the senior leaders are, haven't been through this before. There's a lot going on, and they're being much more directive in their approach, and you know, having to shift gears and not as connected to what's going on in the business um, within the ranks, right? And so, anyway, that's been an interesting distinction. The importance of that, especially now, is that you have these remote teams that are now off, you know, in their own homes working and isolated in a lot of ways. And um, there's a lot of uncertainty in the business. And those connections that they had before with their coworkers or that, you know, walking down the hall of the water cooler talk, whatever, isn't happening, um, you know, when they're sitting at home. And oh, by the way, many of the people that, you know, that are working from home are, are trying to balance this new way of working. So they've got new guilt entering in, new guilt associated with their kids being at home and them having to keep their kids at bay while they're on calls all day. They've Their work-life balance um, doesn't exist. It's more like work-life integration and the, and the lines between work and life have continued to blur even more. They're, you know, the average work week for American workers has increased, you know, in, in the number of hours by 20% since this pandemic. So there's reality to what everybody is dealing with. 
And what helps to combat that is those moments, those intentional moments of connection, being, um, know, you know, knowing that your boss cares about you. One of the things that um, seems to be working and, and those that are doing it well, leading with heart well, making those connections are those leaders who are taking the time over Zoom, you know, with their employees and asking one simple question, what do you need for me to help you support your work today? What do you need from me? How can I support you? And that one simple question, even if there's not an easy answer, just allows that employee to take a deep breath and say, okay, somebody sees me. Somebody cares about me. You know, my boss knows I'm, I'm sitting here and, um, and it, and it's a difficult time. So now more than ever, it's important to make those connections. What is leading with heart? Well, it's, it's all about how you show up every day as a leader with intention, how you engage every day with your employees with intention, and then ultimately showing care, showing concern, showing compassion, um, you know, w- with your group every day. And we've got this old talk track that plays in our head that showing emotion or showing care is weak, right? It's a sign of weakness for a leader to do that when really it's quite the opposite. It's very brave. Um, and it's what's needed most right now for, for people to really continue to feel engaged through this, this terrible time when they're being asked to do so much more with less and, um, and all of those concerns are on their mind about their health and their family and, you know, all of that. So. It, there's so many concerns that people have, you know, when the movie theaters are going to open again, when am I going to be able to see family members? When will I be able to go to a concert? There's all of these things going on. And then the work situation, because so many people are seeing, you know, friends and family being laid off because revenues are down and all that. And if you're fortunate enough to still be working, there's a concern. It's like, okay, when's the other shoe going to drop? And am I going to get laid off? And you start mm-hmm. seeing the news stories of long lines for people to get a, a couple bags of groceries or, you know, the, the wait times in healthcare and emergency rooms and running out of supplies. And, you know, there's a, you know, now there's a, limit in certain areas of who can get tested because they're running out of test equipment to test to see if someone has COVID-19. So you've got all of these external things going on and then the work environment as well, wondering, okay, how can I do my job when I'm at home and my husband or wife or partners in here, or I've got to teach the kids their school lessons. The dog is wondering why we're still here. All of these interesting things that we're facing. And then the the whole work situation. And I've had this conversation with a lot of people lately. And I said, as an organization that serves clients, the best thing for you to do right now is to reach out to those clients and ask them, what do you need right now? Yeah. Yes, we're working on all these other things before this happened. That's great. But what do you need from us right now? Just mm-hmm. right now and focus okay. on that. The other stuff we'll get to. Or you know what? We may not get to it because it may no longer be needed because the needs of the client have changed because of the external factors and internal factors that they have going on. So leading with heart doesn't only 
limit yourself to leading your organization, but it's also leading with heart for your external customers, your vendors, everyone that you engage with. And when you lead with you know some empathy and understanding of what's going on right now, we're all in this. I mean, it's, sometimes it's a catchy phrase. We're all in this together. Well, we literally are. And it's <laughs> impacting us in a variety of different ways for everybody. And as I tell people, just you know, be understanding and patient because we're all dealing with this in our own way. And some days are great for some of us. And some days, even for those of us that are fortunate, that are, are doing well and everything's good. There's still days that weigh heavy on us and just having that understanding. And, and I, I love just you know, reaching out to the teams and the individuals and asking them, what do you need from me today in order for you to be able to do your job easier? I mean, it's a beautiful question and it needs to be asked more. Yes, I, I agree. And I, I, I couldn't agree with you more about using this approach with your clients too. I mean, our world in general needs a little bit more of this, right? Needs a little bit more uh, intention um, and empathy. Um, we talk about the heaviness and that is so true. So the other, the other thing that I've been working with a lot of my clients on recently is um, what, I, what I call their mental real estate. And so when we talk about how heavy this world is right now and COVID, you know, as well as, you know, everything else going on, um, you know, in the news and, and all then the things that are going on in their home, um, we only have so much mental real estate that we can allocate to different things going on in our lives. And when you think about, those things, it's relationship, it's health, it's finances, it's career, it's now, you know, our, our anxiety about the world um, and what's going on in the world. This upcoming election is probably taking a lot of mental real estate, right, from a lot of people. And so finite mental real estate, if, if you're focusing at all on, you know, things that are deeply you know, anxiety uh, creating, then you're focusing less on, you know, um, maybe your own health or less on your own work and what have you. And so people are struggling with this a little bit. Empathy goes a long way when we think about it like that. So I've heard statistics um, and, and I've heard companies say, oh, you know, it's great because now that people are working from home, they've got more hours in the day, you know, because they're not commuting. And, and we have seen an increase in the, in the number of hours that people are working in a given day or a given week. But how is that sustainable? You know, that it's not. And so you might be seeing that people are working harder, but are they more productive? I would argue not necessarily because, again, that mental real estate is, is being, you know, allocated toward a, a million different things. So how can they really be focused on their job when everything is blurred and they're, and they're working more and they're trying to balance every part of their life all at the same time? Um, and so that's, that's something that I've been seeing and that I'm having to really work through with my clients. And um, it's not sustainable. It's not. Well, we've seen the stats, and I know you're familiar with them too. I don't have them off the top of my head, but the actual number of 
productive hours an employee gives in a workday is definitely not eight hours. It's a lot less because of all kinds of different factors, interruptions, things that they bring to work in their mind. You know, they might be a caregiver part-time and they're worried about their loved ones or their kids not doing well in school or there's all these things and people bring that to work and it's part of them. You know, we, uh, we're not machines where we can just shut off part of it. it. You know, these things bounce around and that mental real estate that you refer to, there's a lot of things going on in there. So creating an environment for people to be able to do the deep work that they need to do and get out of their way, be there for them, ask what you need from me so you can do the job, but then get out of their way. Because yeah. if you're con- as leaders, if you're constantly you know, pinging your employees, it, well, they have to stop and tell you what they're doing instead of once well, just let them do it, and, and and that takes a toll. And and understanding too, especially during this pandemic, that the typical workday is going to have some interruptions in it because well, they're if they're a parent, they're teaching their kids during a period of time, and as an employer. And this is one of those old industrial things that I, I hope, I'm not overly optimistic, but I hope will go away is for most people, they should be paid a salary, okay? But a lot of people are paid a salary, but they still have that hourly mentality as far as the expected work. Instead, of, well, we're going to pay you a salary, right? You're going to be here for eight hours and you're going to do these things instead of, we want you to work on these types of projects. This is the work that you do. You know when the deadlines are, get them done and get out of their way. If they get it done in five hours, congratulations. You know, and that three hours where I was like, well, we're not getting anything out of return. Yes, you are. Your employee is relaxed, they have clarity, and there's a distinct possibility that they're going to be thinking about work, but not in the, I don't like my job, but they're thinking about, what are some better ways we could do this? I wonder if I could do that a little bit more efficiently. I wonder if this offering that we do, if that could be adopted a little bit and changed to something that this customer needs. Well, if you're on them for work, 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 work for over eight hours, those opportunities are going to be missed. And that's when innovation goes by the wayside because you're not giving them an avenue or a period of time where they can just be and have creative thoughts about things. And the organizations that do well have that built into their, their network. That's right. Yeah. And, and that's absolutely true. Um, And so how do you, how do you allow people to have the space to think and, and be, innovative and and give their best it it's by you know being connected with what they have going on being in tune asking the right questions engaging them to understand how are they showing up today this is not you know they're they need a little bit more support or they need me to back off a little bit more you know right now and so in doing that you know, and, and that's what I call leading with heart, right? Engaging and being intentional in, in how you show up for your employees and for your teams. But in doing that, it's the and, right? Results are expected. I mean, at the end of the day, people are going to get the job done. They're, they're going to make it happen. But the and is, you know, and they're doing it 
in a way where they feel supported. And so engagement is up and satisfaction is up. And when you get the and going, your those organizations that figure that out, that have more engaged and productive and happy and satisfied employees that drive these results, those organizations get better results, right? Higher, we've seen the statistics on that too, higher productivity, higher revenue, higher profitability. And so figuring out that formula, you know, there are returns on that, but not, not every organization has quite figured that out yet. You know, we, and what what is the result of that? I mean, the other things we we see we've seen for fifteen years employee satisfaction results continuing to decline, and so we got to wake up to this and say, okay, what can we do differently to change that equation for the benefit of the organization, but also just because it's the right thing to do, you know, for these individuals that we work with, right? Absolutely. And before we wrap up, let's talk about legacy because that's you know the second part of it. And I, I have an idea. Well, obviously, we've talked about this before, but uh, with that wonderful, you know, and, uh, I don't think I have the audio file. I, I should send you like a link and say, listen to this. This is horrible. But um, you, you sounded good, but it was just for some reason when I got it back, I'm like, what in the world? But anyway, legacy, you know, how can leaders... Um, live a life that creates a legacy for for themselves and their organizations. Yeah. So l- legacy is is all about my belief, right? It's all about how you made people feel. And I've learned this in my career, and I'm sure many people have experienced this too, right? People will forget what you did, or they'll rewrite history around what you did. So for me personally, as I was leaving my organization, and and many leaders before me that left this organization, I saw this happen. They had had their hand in great results and great accomplishments for that organization over the years. But the next leader comes in after and takes the credit potentially or changes the story a little bit. So it's not exactly um, true to form. And that and that leader that maybe left the organization said, I did something great, isn't isn't necessarily, you know, remembered or acknowledged for that because again, history is rewritten a little bit, right? In in the results or in how it got accomplished. Well, what you can never rewrite or forget is, you know, for people is how you made them feel. So at the end of the day, uh, a leader who is leaving a legacy should be focused on the impact that they had in supporting others and helping others achieve their goals, because that's the the legacy and the memories that will live on um, that can't be rewritten. Um, And so when I talk about lead with heart and leave a legacy, it's, it's that it's the action, you know, that you took, you know, and how you led, but ultimately it's in how you left your mark um, on the people that you touched. And, um, and I had the realization that I did that in my career as a leader, because when I left my organization, I had such an outreach and people use that word legacy. It was very humbling, but it was, it was very, um, 
eye-opening for me that, you know, this is unique and this, this made a difference. And so I, I take that, you know, that learning also and that approach into my work coaching. And it's all around how do I leave my mark and how do I make a difference and how do I help elevate others in their goals and their success and their dreams? That's awesome. And if leaders follow that rule and that guideline, it makes for better organizations. It makes for future leaders to look to those leaders as inspiration and the right way to lead. And it just carries through. It has such a huge ripple effect when people do this. Trisha, I've loved our conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this incredible work that you do? Yes, thank you. So my website, trishamanning.com, T-R-I-C-I-A, manning.com. Um, that's the easiest place to find me. I'm also on uh, social. You can find my book on Amazon. Uh, it's probably the easiest place to get it. Um, and so I would love for people to reach out and engage with me. Um, I have you know, lots of tips and tricks that I um, provide. I have some things that uh, an assessment, a heart leader assessment on my website that people can take. So find your heart leader score and some strategies that you can put in place tomorrow to um, engage the hearts and minds of your people. Um, so that's a free resource, um, but it's on my website. It's the easiest place to find me. Awesome. I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Trisha, great to see you again and talk with you again. Thank you again for uh, your patience and doing this again. And, and also thank you for this incredible work that you do. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.